ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. This is Dave Neal, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you live on Hump Day. It's Bachelor Rush. All right, that's right, folks. It's your Hump Day remix here. Your boy Dave Neal recording live from South Carolina. I'm in Charlotte. No, that's not where I'm at. Where am I? I'm in Columbia. I'm going to Charlotte later today. Then I'll be flying back to Los Angeles as long as my flight works. I know there's a lot of flight issues out there, but um, I'm in the South. I should be fine. It's been a nice week-long vacation here between Asheville, North Carolina, and South Carolina, seeing friends and family. But boy, you know, sometimes you just need to get back to some home cooking. And by that, I mean Chinese takeout. <laughs> you know, that's what we like to do when we travel is get some to-go food. But I got to tell you, I'm, I'm hitting the diet hard. And I shouldn't say the D word. I know I talked about it yesterday. I'll go easy on you today. But I'm hitting it hard starting January 1st. I'm going to do one of those drone shots that circles around my body. Uh, that's right. I have to hold myself accountable. If I, like the fact that I've got you guys here as an audience means I won't miss an upload day because I know someone's going to call me out. Dave, what are you doing? Come on, you lazy piece of crap, this and that. I need accountability. And you guys helped me with that. So thank you guys all so much. Well, I made three YouTube videos today. Um, uh, let's paint a picture. I'm in a beautiful, I guess, like 2,300 square foot house. Um, I don't know why I needed to share the square footage, uh, <laughs> but it's it's a nice home. It's like a three bedroom, couple baths. But um, I'm in the studio above the above the garage. It's a small little like living room setup that they've made, and they've got a nice little desk and nice uh, window for you know good lighting. I didn't have to use my uh, bat, my uh, my artificial light, so that always helps the hair look nice. You know that nice golden sheen from sunlight. But um, yeah, it's been such a great vision coming to this house. It's where it's my um, sister in law's house uh, because you know like they obviously like live in a. I mean, the cost of living here is not what it is in Los Angeles. So this would be like a you know two million dollar home in LA, but it's something that you know a modest uh, person could afford, which is just amazing to see. So we used it as as sort of um, like a vision board to come here and go, wow, what if I had my own studio in the garage and had an upstairs loft where I could record content and have the podcast available? Like um, you know, essentially, I'm I'm looking at these garages and I'm really, really really envisioning what is to come with the channel and uh, in life and and part of um envisioning things you know you might you know, look i understand i'm adjusting myself here i understand if people don't exactly believe in like the law of attraction or you know my you know uh, willing things into your life because i think a lot of people think passively about the secret and they go well just because you say you want something doesn't mean it's going to happen and I agree. You need to say you want. You need to use all five senses. You need to touch it, smell it, say it, listen to it. You need all these things. You need to think it, read it, journal it, and you also have to take action. Now, the thing that I love about the law of attraction is that you don't necessarily need to have all the blueprints laid out for you, but you do have to take action. You can't just say, I want to be a screenplay writer and never write the screenplay. You have to take action, but you also have to trust the process. You have to trust that if you build it, they will come. You know, the the, uh, the old movie, Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. He didn't understand what he had to build. He didn't understand who was coming, but he did it, and they did come. Uh, these 
and of course that's a fictitious movie, but the idea being that if you put your dreams out there and if you talk about them in tangible ways of success, if you talk about them in ways that that you know is you can't just say i want to uh, jump 20 feet high okay great no i mean i mean look i'm not here to you know every everything's different but if you want to be a pilot you google how to be a pilot you start listening to people who did it and they say well i went to flight school but before that i knew i needed you know a lot of money to to be able to you know log the flight time so i got a second job you know all the different things that can be done the power of Googling what it is you want. And sometimes it doesn't necessarily already exist. I, I have to say, my channel existed in other mediums, or I should say other topics. Like what I do with my Bachelor YouTube channel sort of already existed in a in, in the political world uh, and in the gaming world. There was people creating content using the same technology I use, but they were doing it in a different way. I applied that content and I applied that way of uh, using the behind-the-scenes tech with my personal twist, and I found a very unique position, uh, which is daily, long-form YouTube content that didn't previously exist. And not to pat myself on the back, it's just something I stumbled upon, but in doing that, we see other people. You know, you follow Bachelor News, you see Reality Steve. He started making daily podcast videos. He saw, wow, Dave Neal's making daily content. There's a market for daily content. I'll make daily uh, podcasting. And then my response to that was, well, I'm in the YouTube world, but I have absolutely zero revenue stream coming from the podcasting world. Maybe I'll find, because, you know, for months people have been saying, Dave, you got to make a podcast. You have to get into that world. And I go, look, I just don't have the time. And that was partially true. The first year and a half or so of me building up my full-time YouTube channel, it has been you know, exhausting, but I also I also had to tell myself, Dave, you will develop a workflow that will optimize uh, the podcasting world. You will be able to. It, it might take you an hour and a half the first day you do it, putting it all together, but you will get that down. And I have to say, after two months of doing the podcast, I've already got it down to you know maybe an extra thirty minutes of my time. Today might be a little bit longer because I'm doing a longer intro, but the idea being, if you do want to do something in life, figure it out, maximize all of your goals so that the thing that comes easiest, the thing that you're good at is the thing that does is a driving force. So I'm not good at organization. I'm not good at certain, you know, my brain doesn't work well in certain areas. That's not going to be the thing like um, Bachelor Data is a great Instagram account and she's very good with her visuals and very good with her planning and show prep. That could never be me. What I've learned that I'm good at is, you know, free flow conversation. I'm good at making lots of content. I'm like, um, I'm like the, uh, I'm just uh, like, I'm not like a precision, like a, I'm not a weed whacker. I don't do all the precision work. I do the bulk of the heavy lifting. I'm the, I'm the mule that, that tills the land. Is that a stupid analogy? But, but that's, that comes with a decade of talking to myself into a microphone that comes with a decade of open mics and stand up shows and learning the sort of art of communication in which I've got not patting myself on the back, long way to go, but I spend more time than not thinking about these types of things. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, 
points and counterpoints, how we uh, sort of prosecute our opinions versus covering different bases, all those types of things that you learn from having an audience that might, um, you know, might be uh, hold hold me to a certain standard, uh, you know, th- that, uh, you know, is, is a little bit higher than, you know, your average conversation might be. And when I fall short, people let me know about it and I strive to be better and uh, sharper and just more efficient and all those types of things. So, um, where does my career go as I move forward? Well, it, it continues to find new revenue streams so that I can continue to maximize um, what I'm doing here because money buys time. Money buys efficiencies and upgrades and work workers and it, it buys a lot of things. It buys opportunity. But like I've said, most importantly, it buys time. It buys the ability to spend more time doing other things. 2023 really will be a year where I spend more time writing, which is good for stand-up, but it's also good for my soul, my brain, my the, the itch, the creative itch I have to scratch. That all has to be taken care of along with a better sort of treatment of my own body, a better um, treatment of the vessel. What, you know, no point in doing all these things if um, my body's not at 100%. And I think a lot of the ways that I've learned to... Um, I think a lot of the ways that I've learned to reward myself have come f- through food. And I need to find ways to reward myself that aren't just food. It's like, oh, geez, I finally can afford uh, that other side of the menu. You know what I talk about? I always talk about the, the side that's the appetizers and the burgers and sandwich side. And now I can afford the steak and salmon side. All right, well, but what can you eat you know, that fuels you, not in the uh, the way that's going to fuel you in the short term, like the guilty rewards and the sugar hangovers and this and that. But what can I do to take care of myself in a way that I've pretty much neglected um, since kind of getting the YouTube channel up and running? These are just questions I ask myself. And maybe through asking myself, it's questions you ask yourself too. Because like, look, if you're a mom out there with a couple kids and you eat all of your kids' scrap food because it's the quickest thing because you're caring about your child, I understand all that. But in the end, you got to take care of yourself. You got to put your um, uh, air. What's the what's the thing called on the plane when the thing drops down? The air vent, the the mask. You got to put your mask on first before you can help your kin. You know. I have some coffee here. So, I think the best way to show your kids that you. Like the best way to raise, and again, I say this as someone who doesn't have children, but we're thinking about it just, you know, casually uh, as we age. We're like, okay, maybe this is something we do. Uh, don't have kids unless you really want to. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> do I get a tax write off? What's the deal? Um, but um, the best way, I think, to show others in your life that, you know, what they can do and what they can achieve is by leading by example. And that comes with taking risks and betting on yourself and, and making it work in a world where nothing else really matters, you know, the more we, the more our world moves to automation, uh, the more our world moves to efficiency with computers and workflows and jobs become obsolete. We're going to have to ask ourselves, what brings us joy? Most people that win the lottery squander all their money and don't find true happiness. I think they say like when you have, um, when you win the lottery or something, your happiness goes back down to the previous level after a few months. I have to kind of say that with my sort of like lottery I've won with my community here where, you know, I've definitely generated a lot more wealth and yet my goals haven't really changed. There's no cheat code for what I try to do with stand up. You know, you, being funny on stage does not care if you uh, have a f- audience or a following or those types of things, but 
having the audience, the following, and all that, and the equity has bought me some opportunities, which I am for sure grateful for. So I got some Instagram store. I made an Instagram story that was um, a Q&A. I, I asked people, I said, ask me any questions. I'll respond on the podcast. So here's some of the questions. What surprised you this year in Bachelor Nation? What, su- what surprises of Wait, hold on. I don't like the way this was phrased. What surprised you this year in Bachelor Nation news that broke? The biggest surprise was the Greg Grippo, Victoria Fuller situation. I mentioned that on Instagram. That's the biggest surprise. I, I did not think that it would there would be such a messy spotting in Italy. That was the, definitely the biggest story of the year. Um, other big stories that hit, uh, you know, the, the, there weren't too many others. The Clayton Eckerd, there were so many storylines around him that broke. That were crazy. That that girl in New York who claimed she had sex with him and he had to prove it wasn't him. That was a pretty wild story. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Uh, you know, we we hit a lot of singles and doubles on this channel. Not not too many home runs every year. Like last year, the biggest story was Chris Harrison getting fired, and the story involved Rachel Kirkconnell, and the story involved Matt James. That story was enormous. This year. The Great Grippo Victoria Fuller story rivaled that, but didn't last as long. It wasn't as long of a story, but numbers-wise, it rivaled that. Other stories that were huge last year was Katie Thurston's 12 Days of Mess. That story was endlessly huge. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm, I'm continuously shocked that that many people got so upset about that. But um, that came out last Thanksgiving. That was a huge story. And of course, um, this year, we also had the Eric Schwer blackface story. There's a lot. Of, I mean, it's big stuff, guys. Big stuff. Big conversations from those stories. Um, someone had posted, a lot of pressure for Zach's season to be successful. What do you think will happen? Zach this seems like an unproblematic king. I think his season will have um, more chaos coming from the women uh, because I think it, there'll be a lot of um, manipulation and uh, shit talking and that type of stuff that happens there. I think I think um, we don't have any spoilers out. Uh, I won't be sharing them on here without you know at least giving you fair warning. Um, I think it's going to end in an engagement. Will it last? Statistically, no. Statistically, it won't. But we'll have to see. Um, what are you looking forward to in Bachelor Nation next year? I'm looking forward to, um, well, I, it's easier to say what I'm looking forward to with my channel. I'm looking forward to finding new ways to express my creativity, and I want to try to not be so formulaic. Like My videos are pretty formulaic with how I make them. I'm going to continue to provide commentary that I think fits into the mealtime length videos of 10 to 15 minutes long. I'll continue to do that, but I am itching and ready to do a new podcast, not this one, but when I have this space, whether it be a new home we buy and we redo the garage or a barn, when I have the space to do real professional quality podcasting, I want to do interview style I really, I really don't think it's going to do involve Bachelor Nation at all. It might be a clean split, but I definitely want to do a podcast on hustle culture and what people like side jobs. I wanted to call it like the side hustle, but what jobs people do while they pursue their dreams, uh, what people do once they have achieved their dreams, like have it be financial based, but not really in concern of like, what stocks do you pick? Like not not in the weeds financial, but I want to make a podcast that is 
um, more inspirational, like what, like people that believed in themselves, that banked on themselves, what they did to succeed, uh, and try to find a through line that exists there. Because I do think there are through lines that exist as far as never quitting and pursuing opportunities that might be different than what you thought they would be. How to listen to those opportunities, and and I think that type of podcast, if I interviewed some pretty heavy hitters, would be very well received. I think that. In order to do that, I'll have to have one of the most professional podcast studios you've ever seen, um, which doesn't necessarily mean it'll be super expensive, but I want a potential guest to go, oh, who's Dave Neal? Should I do his podcast? I want them to see the most professional, uh, warm, conversation-inducing setup, fireside type of chat with extremely professional audio and video. I want I want to have that set up ready to go. And if it's in my garage, it'll be a finished garage with almost like a living room setup that also doubles as an actual entertainment space. Like if we want to watch a movie or something in the garage, we could literally sit in the same beautiful chairs we use for podcasting. You know, I saw, I was at on Pottery Barn outlet, which, you know, you'd think an outlet, it's a cheap place. It's absolutely not. I was at this Pottery Barn outlet and they had these beautiful leather swivel chairs that were $1,100 each. And again, I don't know if I could ever come to terms with spending $1,100 on a chair, but I sat in them and I made Tasha take a photo of me. And I said, I, you know, because when we talk about envisioning, like we said, you got to, you got to use all your senses. I sat in it. I smelled the leather. I envisioned what those chairs would look like on a nice rug um, it, with a beautiful background. I've, I've thought of the different types of studios that I would make. Maybe I would have a studio space that's wood paneled and it would be like musky, like 1980s. Maybe even it's like a Stranger theme, Stranger Things style setup. Something that can put somebody in a seat and make them feel like they are no longer in Los Angeles or no longer in 2022 or 2023. Take someone to a place w- with ultimate... Um, imaginative and creative ability that that's what i look forward to now that really didn't answer your question about bachelor nation but the point being is that i expect bachelor nation to be more or less the same different names new people same drama and i want to find ways to evolve and continue to evolve outside of bachelor nation but i recognize i have not hit the quote-unquote glass ceiling of bachelor nation i see people like Jason Tartik and Nick Vile and Caitlin Bristow and others that are still growing within the Bachelor market. And I know I have plenty of space to grow on short form content on the podcasting app and others. So I'm going to continue to grow until uh, the, you know, until the uh, cocoon is completely busting at the seams. And I look forward to that moment. And then, and then we'll still do Bachelor. But I'll probably have an assistant or a producer and I'll try to, you know, maybe spend one hour a day making all the content, have all of the things I don't need to do taken care of, and then I can spend other time making other content and we'll just continue to sort of like, um, you know, uh, spread the niche, if you will. All right. So anyway, we uh, probably should get through this a little quicker here. Someone asked, how's Boone doing? Uh, Boone's doing great. Um, He's been staying with our friend. He's getting old. He's aging very, very quickly. And we're dealing with the side of having a 13-year-old dog where you you just appreciate that he's happy, healthy, uh, doesn't really seem to be in much pain, although he doesn't walk much anymore. He doesn't jump anymore. He doesn't, he, there's certain, uh, uh, jubilance he doesn't have anymore, but there is a, 
a happiness within his eyes and within his heart that we can feel. And we're just so happy that he's not suffering. And at least he's not telling us he is. He, you know, he obviously, his back legs don't work as well as they used to, but we don't really um, gas it up. We don't really take him on hikes anymore. We just let him kind of relax. His bladder is tiny now, so he pees all the time. But we love Boone and he's doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Um, let's see if there's any other questions. Someone said, what locations are on the travel list for 2023? We're looking at a honeymoon that might be in the Maldives. And if we do that, we might make a road trip. I should say road trip. We would, we would fly. It's an island to Sri Lanka, which has a very um, beautiful safari, one of the best in the world. So that's something we're thinking about doing. And if we do that, it'll probably be soon. We have to like land on a flight. Um, but um, we haven't been able to really do much research for that this week because the internet's been so bad. And there's nothing worse than trying to search for flights when you have very, very slow internet. So we're just like, you know what, let's just take care of that when we get home. We have, we actually have a few um, uh, credits, um, hotel credits we have to use by the end of the year. So we literally have four days left. So we might take a quick trip once we get back to LA to a hotel resort, maybe a dog friendly one in Palm Springs for New Year's, even though the weather's not going to be nice because literally we, we have money that we have to spend at these resorts. Um, from a previous like COVID cancellation. So it, 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 it ends this year. So we'll be checking up on that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for my uh, Q&A I was going to do. And it, I guess this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because I rambled. But um, I feel like if it's important to me, it's important to you guys. So we've got two clips we're going to play. Um, I'm going to share the first clip, which is Kira roasting her ex, Romeo. And then we'll jump straight into the second clip, which is Rachel Recchi uh, sharing her journey um, getting accurate uh, which is you know an anti you know acne treatment so those are your two pieces of content for you today let's get it started have a listen this is bachelor rush hour Kira responds with a new breakup update. And ladies, listen, help me out here. I don't mean to generalize. Does everybody get bangs after they go through a breakup? Is that how it works? I understand you got to change your identity. And again, not identity, but I know you got to clip your nails, exfoliate, you know, get rid of that yuck. I do the same thing. You go through something gross, you're like, I need a haircut and to shave. And I'm, I'm there right now, even, even though I will tell you, there's something about this South Carolina water that is making my hair look uh, mighty nice today. All right, so let's get into it. Kira takes massive dig at Romeo. Play the tape. Have a listen. Ever since Romeo and I announced our breakup um, a few weeks ago, I've been getting a lot of questions like, how are you doing? What are you doing? Are you bothered that people see that Romeo is on Bumble right now? And I'm going to break it up and I'm just going to do it because of the licensed music in the background. So it's like, oh my gosh, you can only play 10 seconds at a time. Are you bothered that people see that Romeo is on Bumble right now? I still don't even know if... Kira and Romeo were a real couple in the first place. I I, I I met him like a day or two before they broke up. He seemed perfectly fine and happy to me. I think it's all staged. I don't know. And I just want to come on here to address those questions. So I'm doing great. Um, and I've been doing a lot of like self-reflection and I've decided- Kira, staring at the mirror isn't self-reflection. I decided that I really want a very stable, mature, grounded man in my life. So I ended up sliding into Pete Davidson's DMs. And so now we're, we're like dating. Um, and unlike Romeo, Pete, he's 
funny on purpose, um, not on accident, like Romeo. Now, look, okay, so I appreciate the humor, and I'm I'm not here to, uh, you know, any amount of judging humor kind of makes me sound bitter. So 100% A-plus for going for it, although I do have to say this, and I'm sure Kira would appreciate this as a doctor, being surgically precise with your words. See what I did there? We're surgical. Um you need an efficiency with words here. So she says, and unlike Romeo, Pete, he's funny on purpose, not on accident like Romeo. It's redundant. And what you want to do here is get rid of one of the Romeos because you want to end on a hard note. Like you want to end like on a punctuation. So you could be like, unlike Romeo, Pete is funny on purpose. So you ended it on purpose, right? We understand it's implied, not on accident. Like uh, uh, unlike Romeo's uh, you know, no, no, you know what? There's no other way to say it. Unlike Romeo, Pete is funny on purpose. That's it. That's all you have to do. Um, not on accident, like Romeo. Um, so that's I don't mean to come explain. I'm just, you know, hey, you know. An upgrade. And then um, I think the other thing that I realized really is. I really want to have kids like right now, right now. She could also say something like, unlike, you know, unlike the, uh, unfortunately for Romeo, unlike the book, he survives. I don't know. You know, like, that's, that's pretty dark. Uh, you know, something like that. Right now. Um, so I reached out to Nick Cannon and Elon Musk for assistance. Okay. And I have two buns in the oven right now. So, yeah, um, that's my update. Um, in short, Romeo can stay on Bumble and I will stay in these streets. All right. Very nice. Hey, look, I like it. And I'll be, I'll be quite honest. My first reaction to watching this was to roll my eyes to the back of my head. Um, but that could have been the spiked eggnog. I don't know. No, uh, I, I generally, I genuinely, generally appreciate what Kira is doing with her social media. And look, I am no one to criticize what people do with their social media. Actually, a little spat earlier this week with Elizabeth Corrigan. No, I wouldn't call it a spat. She posted, uh, I guess what's called a carousel, uh, when you post multiple photos, a wheel, whatever it is, of photos, and one of which was Romeo. He's no longer in 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 the um, in this uh, deck of photos. I'm, I'm assuming she took him out, but he was in there. So a user friend of the program, Jen, said at D. Neal's more popcorn, and I replied with um, like I don't know, licking my lips. I don't know what that is. I'm 37. What do I? I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know what emojis mean. Maybe that was offensive. And then Elizabeth goes questionable emojis on you and Jen's parts. And I, I, I really okay. And then I said I think the popcorn. And then I had to break it down. I was like I think the popcorn reference is to a possible romance with Romeo and my emoji is to the possible story of a possible romance all love and to which I would have appreciated Elizabeth to reply oh yeah no worries you know what I mean uh, and then Jen goes definitely in good fun I chat with Dame Neal uh, anytime we see potential romances pop up so, as do 60,000 other people like and, and of course we appreciate Jen uh, but a lot of people will tag me in things and I'll respond and you know try to make be playful but of course we're not trying to be a fa- I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings out there you know which was surprising to me when I got this screen grab sent to me from Christy, Dave, you're getting a bad rap for not being fair to women. Don't be like Nick. My first response in the quickest was, I'm not getting a bad rap. Weird comment. And I don't get these too often, but every once in a while, if someone doesn't like one specific thing I did and it or said, and it happens to be about someone who's not the same gender as me, then they think I just hate women. I, I absolutely love women. I think women are uh, a, a very much half of the world. <laughs> I mean, like, you kidding me? I married a woman. Can you believe that? Uh, but I understand that um, people will just immediately just like lose their mind if like me, a man, would say something. I mean, 
you know, mildly critical about a woman. Uh, and two people got upset about this thumbnail that I made, which which showed the peak moment of Michelle Young's expression. I make thumbnails that elicit the greatest expression for two reasons. It helps you click on the thumbnail and makes so I can make more content. And Google Images, which owns YouTube, actually scans thumbnails and says, okay, we've got Rodney smiling and we have someone who's shocked. This must be an interesting thumbnail. That's how it works, folks. Uh, welcome to the internet. It's 2022. So either way, if I did this about a guy, no one would care about, oh, you did Michelle Young dirty. Well, I just paused her own video. I mean, I could have just showed her not showing any emotion at all she wasn't angry she was just a surprised emotion um but anyway i i I digress with this little side topic here but the point being is that i i was a little when i saw this i was like oh kira you're trying so hard but then i remember i you know dance in my pajamas so like who am i who am i you know what i mean i'm dancing in my pajamas i'm doing the tap dance with the wife here which by the way we crushed it if you're gonna dance you better go all out you know you know get i pulled a hamstring i think Uh, either way so the point being is that like everyone on social media you do what you need to do to get your followers i'm gonna try my best not to judge now we've made a ton of content about kira in the past and i've been very careful to be as mindful to the discussion as possible uh nick questioned her character and when people are allowed to when they see someone on a show who's like i don't know snapping back about weird things or generating traffic in what might be in an inauthentic way i'm not saying she's doing that but that's what he's questioning uh kira called out justin with the receipts uh, so clearly we've got months and months worth of mess that have been happening where justin goes i don't even remember meeting kira who's she and she He's like, I was in the same group photo as you. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't mean I give two craps, you know? And then, of course, we have the ugly breakup from just a week and a half ago where uh, uh, Kira's uh, statement was, Romeo and I have gone our separate ways. Sometimes you shouldn't give people a second chance to disappoint you. And then he said, just when I thought I was out. So it's kind of a, it's almost one of those like horror movies where the guy thinks he's killed the bad guy and then he comes back from the dead. That's their relationship. And of course... Um, we go all the way back to almost a year ago when we first met Kira and she was criticized for inappropriate doctor behavior. Now, rather than just say, oh, it's fine or it's not fine, we do what we do. We barrel scrape and we go deep into it. And we looked into the fact that a lot of people that work in healthcare are slut shamed and judged at a level that's inappropriate. That that's not that doesn't make sense. But also at the same time, there is some valid criticism from someone when you look at this thumbnail that would criticize her for role playing as a doctor when there are doctors out there that have committed atrocious um uh and illegal behavior uh, co- um, uh you know because in, in the in the guise of uh giving their medical uh, opinion you know what i mean so you can look at both sides of a story and not lose your mind folks so yeah we i mean we've covered it all and of course we've been ha- i've been excited that cures responded to haters my time on bachelor in paradise has nothing to do with my career as a doctor i completely agree with her she's a first responder she's a she worked through the pandemic she's uh i mean like uh, you know it's that's all all, all good stuff. She got shamed by Joe. Joe said, at least we know Kira is in it for OnlyFans and not Instagram followers. And someone replied, yawn, boring, deeply unlikable, get better jokes. And it's like, yeah, she can flash her lab coat and show off her bikini. Like, that's perfectly fine on a show where you're, you know, trying to bang it in a yurt or, you know, a palapa, you know. All right. In our last final clip of the day is Rachel Reckia. What I didn't share with you is a Q&A that uh, Aaron Clancy did. That video is exclusively on YouTube. 
essentially, Aaron, I'll paraphrase for you guys. You can go watch it. It's fun. But essentially, he says he is not talking with Genevieve. They will not get back together, and he won't go on Bachelor in Paradise again. But he did enjoy the experience. So that just summed it up for you. But yeah, I say go support it. The channel could really use your help. The YouTube channel, the subscriber rate is abysmal the last week. I get it. There's no new subscribers. It's only the loyal, faithful listeners. I'm still here for you guys. But if you haven't already, go over there. Give it a like and a subscription. And also, don't forget on this channel, we appreciate all the reviews that are coming in. Rate the rate the uh, rate the podcast Bachelor Rush Hour on your uh, Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen. It really helps keep the podcast uh, in the top of the charts, which is good for new people trying to find us. We're gonna have a lot of promo happening in January. We're going to go on a lot of different podcasts and really make sure that we get the word out there. We're going to double our listeners uh, just in January alone. That's right. We are going to double things and keep growing this army. Thank you guys all so much. And without further ado, here's Rachel. What a year it's been for Rachel Reckia. Uh, 2021, she was a random person figuring out life. 2022, she went from heartbreak on Clayton Eckerd's season of The Bachelor to heartbreak on her season of Bachelorette. And part of that heartbreak comes growth, learning, sharing uh, how to uh, succeed, especially with you know the anxiety issues and other things that come along with being in the spotlight. Well, Rachel shares with us her skin issues, which a lot of people can relate to. Everyone's, or most people have had skin problems in their life or currently do, and it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to struggle with something that's right there. It's hard to have confidence and a vibrant smile and walk into a room and not feel insecure when you're struggling with your skin. And she said, I struggle so hard with my skin. And she shares her journey and we're going to talk about that right here for you guys. As you know, you probably just watched, we just made a video about Jen Parisi after Aaron Clancy did a Q&A with her, plus we had other content. It all ties in, baby. So Jen's roommate, apparently they're roommates now, Jen's roommate, Rachel Recchia, uh, have had this Instagram story. Let's listen. We'll get her statement and then we'll play some TikToks. But I cannot get over it. It literally looks like glass. I still have a little bit right here. So she did a like suction cup uh, sort of um, facial treatment. We're going to see that right now. Like leftover, but she got it for the most part. But I just feel so glowy. This is how my skin looks pre-facial. I'm so excited. Kind of dull. She said she was nervous to get this new skin treatment done because her skin's, uh, what did she say, sensitive? It can be really sensitive and act up just, um, uh, act up post-Accutane. Sorry, I couldn't read that tiny tiny font. I just walked here, so my cheeks are all red. So here's the procedure she had done. It's like a suction cup, apparently. It pulls a gook out of her face. This is like the really cool thing about hydrofacial. You can see. If you're, if you're listening to the podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour, essentially Rachel just got a facial done with this little stabby suction tool that sucked up what looks like plasma. I mean, it looks like murky hot tub water. You ever go in the hot tub with a bunch of friends and this is what the water looks like after, you know? She said, I'm sick and twisted. Um, I'm trying to read this. I'm sick and twisted. So seeing, okay, hold on. I, I, guys, I just can't. Rachel, can we get a better font? I'm sick and twisted. So seeing all the dirt and gunk that got extracted at the end was my favorite part. Oh yeah, that's the whole part of watching like pimple popping videos is you want to see the payoff. You know, this is a suction video. This looks disgusting, but good for her. Hydro. so disgusting that it's so good. All right. And then she says, uh, post Right, facial look, and then she posted this. I've gotten quite a few messages about my time on Accutan. 
or Accutane. I don't know. I have a full video about my personal experience with it on TikTok. If you are thinking about going on it, definitely consult your dermatologist first. I still experience breakouts after being on it twice, so I am extremely cautious with what I do to my skin. I loved this treatment and did not experience any sensitivity or flare-ups after. Yeah, Accutane is interesting. I've never been on it, but I have friends that were on it. You can't go out in the sunlight. Your skin gets super sensitive. I've even heard like horror stories that uh, people can like experience depression because of it but also i think those are short-term things that can help uh, a long-term issue which is you know whatever whatever you have with your skin but of course consult a dermatologist i am not here to tell you what to do i don't know but anyway let's go to some of the tiktoks that she posted regarding her accutane she says this took 26 years of trial and error but these are my favorite products post accutane accutane and everything that goes into my skin i want to show you guys the products I use every day and I'm gonna walk through it kind of like morning and tonight. This face wash, this pan oxal, it has 10% benzyl peroxide. I like a it good benzyl peroxide on my face wash. I like, I do, I like a good exfoliant. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I use that pisses people off. I use St. Ives, you know what I mean? With a little apricot scrub, with a, it's got crushed walnut. I have so many people that go, Dave, this is horrible for your skin. You can't be doing this. You're getting micro tears. I don't know, I've used it for years. I'm 37, I think I look fine. Am I missing something? And depending on how my skin is, I'll use this either twice a day or just once a day, but my skin really responds to, I think, benzoyl peroxide the best. And sometimes I literally leave this on like a mask, like for three minutes while I'm in the shower and then I'll rinse it off. This tower, I never thought about that, leaving a face wash on like a mask because it's got benzoyl peroxide in it. All right, so, she, it's, so essentially she's talking and doing, you know, like TikTok influencing, sharing the products. I don't know if she gets paid for any of these, but sharing the products that she's using. Someone said, are you able to be on Accutane and maintain Pilots Medical in the States? Coming from a Canadian, we can't. She said, yes, but there are nighttime restrictions because it can affect the eye. How interesting. As a pilot, you can't fly at night or there are restrictions if you're on Accutane. Desperate to know what moisturizer you use. Rachel says, Serave moisturizing cream has to be the cream, not lotion. I don't know. Did I pronounce this right? Let's go to another one. But the, so she has she lists uh, on her TikToks all the different products she uses. And look, like I said before, I mean it's it's good to share this stuff. Everyone's got specific issues they have. Some you know work through them and some don't. Like um, look, I searched this um, on TikTok. I don't know if you guys get the same TikTok uh, algorithms I get, but I get a lot of these videos. I think. It, humans inherently want to see before and after. We want, we like home improvement. We like things being built. We like to see progress. I know a lot of people have liked watching my YouTube channel grow. And part of progress with life is like seeing people recover from uh, disease and also recover from uh, bad acne. So it's very popular to to go on the threads on TikTok and see full like stories of people that are on their Accutane and also what day they're on. So here's someone day one on Accutane. Let's see if, and then let's see. So there's day one. I'm sorry for the podcast for the audio only. She's, you know, break, got break breakouts. And then one month into it, she's virtually all cleared up. And then three months in, she looks perfectly fine. Um, and of course, uh, four months, you know, so, you know, obviously if you've got issues, um, you know, with, with, with these, you see a dermatologist, maybe they help you out. Um, someone said, can you do a video on the side effects and how you dealt with them? My daughter experienced a lot of dryness, lips, skin, and in general, sensitive skin, her skin peeled, but in six months, her skin is clear. Yeah. That's what I've heard too. It's like, it like, it, it like dries out your skin. If you want to know which side effects, long-term effects are possible, research it. Not everyone has a good experience while on it. Some are 
severely damaged from it and are struggling with lifelong health issues. Yeah, I mean, look, hey, I guess that's part of the problem with it. So Accutane, uh, we, don't, we don't need to get into it. It's a powerful drug used to the treatment of acne. All right, you need, you know, if you're curious, you, need, you guys can use Google. Let's just watch a few more of uh, Rachel's TikToks. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm not going to play the audio, but it says my 2022 era. And of course, it's self-explanatory, heartbroken. Watch, and it's just photos of her crying. Watch myself whisper on TV, and then there she is, uh, letting my students kill me every day. That's her as a pilot. Uh, fine, um, she. So it's a you know for those just listening to the audio, this might be a tough video for you. You might have to come over and watch it. But it's sad girl era round two, and Pisces era. You know, just a lot of tears, a lot of tears for Rachel Recchia in 2022. But hopefully, she's a better version of herself because of it. You hate to say that. I'd hate to raise a daughter or a son, watch them go through so many issues and go, well, I hope they're better for it. But we know that you usually are. Okay. Okay. We went long. So that's going to be it for me. No long, uh, no long outro, uh, but we'll have more content coming to you tomorrow. Uh, I've been Dave Neal. This is Bachelor Rush Hour.